Hey, it's Anita, and this is the Anita Posh Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my or our first uh, Q&A session. Last week, I was asking you on Twitter and in my newsletter if you have any questions about Bitcoin and now some of you had, and uh, Chris and I, I'm going to answer these questions today. Before, a short word from my sponsors. Do you want to stay up to date with the things that happen in Bitcoin from my point of view? Then subscribe to Anita's Weekly, my newsletter with articles, videos, quotes, short tips on how to use Bitcoin and all that for free. Subscribe to Anita's Weekly at anita.link slash Weekly. Hello, Chris. Good morning. So who is Chris? Um, Chris is actually my English teacher. I um, Last year, I decided I want to do more content in, Eng in English. And I also wanted to improve my English, of course. And I was scouting online for an English teacher for me. And then I stumbled upon Chris and saw that he's a professional English teacher. He's traveled the world, uh, which I'm also very interested in. And um, he's he has worked in the business space also. So he also did uh, technical and business English education. And I thought, yeah, that might be a good fit. And yeah, it turned out to be that way. Chris, hello. Do you want to say something? Oh, I'm happy to be here and uh, be able to answer any questions that uh, your readers have uh, or your your followers have. And um, as far as m my background uh, from the cryptocurrency is very, very short, as you know, but um, the interest is so, there. And that's why I think this is an, an interesting uh, project we can do together. Yeah, because that was actually the the funny thing. Because I didn't know that you are really already interested in in the topic of Bitcoin and blockchains, and so it was the perfect fit in a way. Because now we can not only talk or learn English, we can also talk about Bitcoin, and Definitely. that's the result is our first uh, Q and A. Exactly, it's funny how it's developed to this. Huh? <laughs> yes, it is. Excellent. So. Um, Just to our viewers, uh, this, of course, is uh, no financial advice. I'm just answering the, your questions as good as I can. Um, please, if you want to invest, do your own research. Um, we are not accountable. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely if not. You, if you make any <laughs> mistakes or if, you, or if you lose money, it's not our fault. Definitely not. <laughs> But if you do after our session, then you really need to look and do it. <laughs> I mean… And if you gain money, if you do some profits, you have, of course, to be thankful forever. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you have to <laughs> think for the good and the bad, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so if it's bad, don't call us. If it's good, write us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Give us credit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shall we start? Sure. What's the first question? Or do you want me to read the questions? I want you to read Perfect. it. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Please. Okay. Well, you have uh, in this AMA a lot of uh, interesting questions, uh, some anonymous. Um, but the first set uh, is um, all about the exchanges and wallets. Um, if you had to specify your options for a preferred exchange, uh, which would you choose and why? Okay, exchange. Uh, so um, you need an exchange if you can't earn Bitcoin in a way because that's also a great way. Actually, the best way to get some Bitcoin is to earn them. But if you want to exchange them, yes, you need to go to an exchange and there are different options. And uh, in my point of view, the best option is to find an exchange or a so-called Bitcoin broker that is sending you the Bitcoin directly into your own wallet on your phone or on your hardware wallet. So you don't have any intermediary there. Um, for the German speaking world, there is a uh, exchange that I use and can recommend and disclosure. They are also the sponsors of my podcast. That's Coinfinity. They are the oldest uh, Bitcoin broker in Austria and they do that. So they really, if you exchange the money, Uh, you, you you send your money from your bank, bank account to them and um, they send you the Bitcoin directly into your wallet. 
Most of the times people are using so-called custodial services. That means they are acting like a bank in a way. So you buy Bitcoin there and they, and you have a wallet there, but you don't have the private keys for the wallet. That means you don't actually hold the coins by yourself, but the exchange has holds it for you. It's like, like a banking service. Yeah? yeah. And sometimes that might lead to problems because when like in times like this, when there is a bull market, uh, those pages or exchanges, uh, go down because they, uh, can't handle the, the many requests they have at the same time. Yeah. So you should actually always immediately, um, not cash out, uh, send the Bitcoin in the wallet at the exchange to your own wallet, because only then you are a so-called, uh, first class Bitcoin citizen. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's, that's, that's also the philosophy behind Bitcoin. I mean, you wouldn't need Bitcoin if you wouldn't want to self host it. Yeah. To, to hold your own keys. And as Andreas Antonopoulos always says, not your keys, not your coins. Yeah. There have been many, many exchanges uh, that were hacked or went down or were scams even, and then your money is gone forever. So, and, but still, of course, I understand that people want to use them. I also use them. I use, for instance, Kraken. Um, and, but yeah, yeah, I also say others are Coinbase, which I actually not so favor um kraken i use binance bitstamp you use binance i have binance yeah yes and, and still too all... much of a of a uh, a noob to to uh hold my own keys but uh with your help i'm sure i'm going to move into that next phase <laughs> but like you said yeah. i just have I, i'm sure on kraken you don't have your full um collection of coins right you just have a no, small... I only I only use it to buy. So right. as soon as um, the trade mm -hmm. has settled, so my euros are Bitcoin on the Kraken website, mm. I send those Bitcoin to my own wallet at the same time, immediately. Exactly. So then, because then it's also just one transaction, and you have to know that you 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 have to pay taxes. Um, so each transaction date mm. counts as a new start of a new period. Ah, so okay. you, in Austria, for instance, if you hold um, your Bitcoin for longer than 12 months, mm. you don't, you don't have to pay taxes for it. But right. if you move the coins in between, then these 12 months always start anew. Okay. But it moving it from your custodial wallet to your hardware wallet is not considered a taxable event. Is that right? No, it is a taxable it is, event. Even though you're not yes. tr selling it for a profit. No, yes. It, you're moving it. So it's just a taxable moving it event. is a taxable mm -hmm. event. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Yeah. But unless you do it on the same date as uh, you, you purchase yes, it. Yes, because then it's one date. Right, so right. yeah, it's, you moved it only once. Yeah, it's the same date. Yeah. yeah, you moved it. You're right, but it's the same date. Right. And um, there's another Austrian exchange that's operating, I think, in many countries also. That's Bitpanda. Um, I can also say they are a viable exchange, mm, but they are also a custodial exchange. And I heard from some people that, and I also saw it once because I helped someone to uh, send coins from Bitpanda to their own wallet, mm. and I think their usability design is not really very easy to understand. I know. But, but they are okay. I mean, yeah. they, they, they are a viable company. A friend of mine from Austria uses it. And, mm -hmm. I mean, but he's also just starting out. So, uh, but he has no complaints about it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Good. But what about, um, just having a software wallet, like on your mobile or your uh, your laptop or something like that, is that as good as having a, a hardware wallet? Okay, um, I always make a differentiation here regarding the amount of money you want to hold. Mm, okay. So I see my software wallet on my my smartphone on my mobile mm -hmm. it's like my purse you know that i carry with me sure. so i don't have more than like i don't know 
a hundred euros in Bitcoin on that. Okay. And, um, actually mobile wallets are more secure than your Windows PC, for instance. Ah, so okay. you have to be very careful if you use a software for your desktop. Uh, if it's Windows, even more careful than uh, if it's an Apple computer. Right. Or, or Linux would be better. Oh. Um, so I actually don't recommend using desktop wallets. No. Um, the best is <clears throat> the best is to use a smartphone wallet. And if you have a higher m amount that you want to secure, then use a hardware wallet. At what uh, level would you uh, move it into the hardware wallet? How much money would you? Save? I mean, yeah, I mean that's your <laughs> own decision, you know. I mean, um, your risk. I'd uh, say <laughs> a your your risk profile yeah, exactly, yeah. and um, I mean a hardware wallet is costs in between fifty and a hundred euros. Yeah. So if you plan to do this long term, yeah. then this investment is a good investment anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, but if you were only got a, a few hundred euros uh, or dollars in in Bitcoin, if you just have it on a software on your phone, it's it's good enough. Yeah, it's good enough. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. really um, what you feel if you lose it um, will make you cry or not. <laughs> yeah, but then would there be much of a difference between having that on your phone or in the um, in the um, uh, exchange. I mean, if it's uh, on the exchange, uh, for example, uh, when I opened the uh, Binance account, they said that there had been a hack once, but uh, they were completely uh, insured. So which do you think is uh, safer if you're dealing with a small amount, let's say uh, less than a thousand dollars or something like that? Keep it on your so own, on I'm your wallet, on your phone or in the, the exchange? Uh, which one is safer? So yeah. I, I, for my part, Bitcoin is about holding my Bitcoin myself. Yeah. It's and the philosophy so behind that, it, right? That's the philosophy. And that's yeah. why I don't do that. And there is also a risk always with Binance yeah. or other exchange, custodial exchanges. Yeah. Every custodial exchange, you have that risk because they could also, there are all other, other risks, you know, that yeah. you, you might not be uh, responsible for your own coins and your seed words, mm. and you think to yourself, "Okay, I give it to, I, I leave it on the uh, on the exchange." Mm -hmm. But then you have the danger that maybe the government or the authorities come and say to this company, uh, "Freeze." the accounts, we want to, uh, check all your transactions Ooh. or we have, we blacklist, uh, these and these addresses, give us your information. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's another reason why I wouldn't recommend doing that, that are exactly also tax reasons. I heard from people in Austria that we are not able to pay out their profits from an exchange mm. to their banking account. Because the uh, banks mm. told them that they don't want to deal basically with this business. Yeah. Um, Meaning, so they they don't accept it as a uh, an exchange um, from one bank to another like that. No, it's it's too risky exactly. or something. They, yeah, I don't know exactly what they say, but they don't accept it. Yeah. So, so people have to, yeah, uh, close their bank accounts and choose new banks who are okay with, uh, getting a payout in, in euros from a Bitcoin exchange. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, there are several reasons, other, like say, dangers, um, um, that Risk. you have yeah. or risks, risks that you have when you hold money on an exchange. So, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't do it. But what about uh, the risk of losing your keys? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> or somebody stealing you your phone. You have to secure, you have to see. Yeah, if you, okay. If somebody steals your phone, that's not a real problem if you have the seed. So yeah. if you have the 24 words, yeah. then you can immediately install uh, the software wallet on another phone or on a desktop computer and you can regain access to your money. So it's not lost. <clears throat> um, and you have a pin on your phone uh, or, or a 2FA maybe uh, so that the thieves cannot um, pay out your money. Yeah, yeah. 
they don't have access mm. to it. They might have the phone, but uh, there's too many uh, authentication processes in it in between. Yes, and and I mean, Two if step. you you don't trust yourself, you know, enough to to be able to save these 24 words, yeah. I mean, there are services like Casa who do that for you, you know, and they are specialists in cryptocurrency storage. Okay. And so, um, it's another wallet think, or they, they protect your keys. No, it's a service. It's a, a service that works with multi signatures. Uh, I didn't try it and I'm not a user yet, yeah. but, uh, I think these companies are going to become more and more in the space. So if you don't want to really hold your 24 words in a safe yourself yeah. or on a, in a bank safe or whatever. Yeah. Um, like a safety deposit box or something. Safety deposit box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, services like that, uh, are rising. I think in the next years, we will see a lot of those. And multi, custod what, custodial what's multi-signature? With multi-sig, where you, where you still have, uh, the possibility to see, <laughs> or to, that nobody can spend your money or steal your money. So you have to have uh, a couple of people that you trust involved in that. Uh, in, in no, protecting? I think I, I'm not. I'm not really familiar how the solution works. Um, I did an interview with Jameson Lop from Casa one year ago, yeah. and he told me that you don't really have to uh, secure your keys in any way. It's a software solution. Mm. And also they can't, uh, like nobody can steal it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Send me the link. To, I'll to check honest, it out myself. <laughs> yeah. That's to be it. honest, more, more, I, I didn't research it, uh, deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, something that we can, we can do in the future. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that was anonymous's questions. I think he was asking about cold storage wallet and hardware wallet. I guess that's the same thing, right? Cold storage uh, and hardware. Is there a difference? Yes, it, uh, cold, um, in general, a hardware wallet is cold storage. Yeah. But there are other cold storage possibilities like paper wallets, um, which I wouldn't recommend. So mm. I would not recommend, uh, that anybody is building his or her own paper wallet. There are tools online where you can do that, but it's very dangerous to do it. I think you need a lot of security knowledge to really be able to generate a, a key pair for a paper wallet that is really secure because you have all those online dangers. I mean, you only need to have a, a virus or a keylogger or anything like that on your uh, computer and they can read the keys. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't do that. And another possibility, which is in a way working like a paper wallet, but, um, is the card wallet. Um, mm -hmm. there are, uh, tools, basically it's like a credit card. It looks like a credit card. Mm -hmm. And there's a company or two companies in Austria, as an example, uh, they produce basically a paper wallet and you can just send money to it. You have a Bitcoin address on it. You send money to it and then you can store it in a safe and you don't need to, uh, use any kind of software or something. So in, in, if you, if you are not able to use a hardware wallet mm. because you are not tech savvy or you don't want to, um, set up software on your computer and, uh, maintain it because actually you should take your hardware wallet and update it all three to six months at least. Yeah. So because the wallet, the wallet, there are software upgrades and you, and there are if you, uh, updates on uh, software updates and versions that you for have the to, hardware wallet. Right. Yeah, exactly. And if you can't do that, you know, and I mean, there are still, I guess, people who don't have a computer, uh, then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, then you mobile, could, right? you, they use their mobile. Uh, yeah. I mean, if it's a, look, if it's a, a higher amount than like 100 euros, you might not want to have it on your mobile. And then you also could use this card wallet, but oh, so they're not compatible as, as much with the, the mobile as with the computer is what you're saying. The, the paper wallet. Uh, it's something quite different. It, it doesn't have to do anything with a mobile wallet or a hardware wallet. It's, it's really completely it's, different. It's, it's completely different. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's a, a basically a, a card or a, a piece of paper, yeah. uh, where you have one Bitcoin address 
and the public and the private keys. Also, it is a physical paper wallet. It's a physical. Just a, it's a, just a, a name. No, it's really. No, it's really. It's really. It really is paper. Has, oh. it, it, yeah, it so can't used be everything really being paper. digital. And, <laughs> and the, the problem with a paper wallet, of course, is also it's paper. So in 10 years, maybe uh, you can't read it anymore. Or if it gets wet, then uh, yeah, yeah, you lose your coins. Unless you have um, one of these, so, these uh, papers that are what f flame retardant or something like that, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But still, you, you have to print it uh, on a paper, yeah. and then your printer might be in your Wi-Fi, uh, which is also not really secure. I have no Wi-Fi so in my printer. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't no, know so how to set cold, it up. <laughs> cold storage, in that case, really means so cold that it's never ha has seen a computer. Ah, so cool. it was never attached to a computer. It's a, it's a physical uh, piece, and um, it's diehard. It, it's it has <laughs> has never been online or uh, under electricity. It's a survivalist <laughs> tool. <laughs> yeah, in a way, yeah, something like that. But offline, completely offline. Offline. Exactly, completely offline. But what I need to say is that you then have to trust the company who is producing these cards. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I mean, I have been there. I saw their uh, manufacturing process and I trust that they don't know the private keys uh, for these cards. Um, but of course, yeah, you, you need to trust so what, them. So you order and, it and, and they send it to you and you write your, your, your keywords on it yourself? No, or? no, 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 no. You, you, you get all of that. You get it um, printed on there. Uh, give, me, give me a second. Yeah. Okay, the card wallet is really like a credit card. Uh, I have one here. Uh, it's called chain lock on this thing because it's a specimen. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, it is, look, it is a credit so, card, like a debit card. Uh, yeah, that's it. So you have a Bitcoin address on it. Yeah, and a QR code. And, and a QR code. And on the back, you have the seed words and the address. So ah, if you, it's like a lottery so, ticket. You you rub it off. <laughs> yeah, in a way it's like a lottery ticket. So basically you would send money to the Bitcoin address on the front. Yeah, the no? QR code. Yeah. You send money there. Okay. And then you put it in a safe. Huh? And you can use this address and send money to it even if it's in the safe. You don't need to take it out. Ah, you don't need the physical connect. Uh, you, no, you don't have if to you have know it the address, if you know the, if you know the address, you can just send it there. Interesting. And when you want to cash it out, yeah, there's a like a lottery ticket. There's something you have to. How is it called in English? Rub it off. Rubbeln. Yeah, rub, rub, it, rub off. it off. Or, yeah. or scratch. Rub it scratch. off. And then you see um, the seed words. Right. So you can put it. Uh, come on. <laughs> Is it focused? So here. There. So now it's focusing. Yeah. And you see the seed words. So you can import those seed words into a wallet. I hope you're not giving us to your, your, your seed words no. right now. That's, no. <laughs> That's just a specimen. Is it so called specimen? It's an, a sample. A sample. Card. A sample, yeah. Good. Um, yeah, so <laughs> you're here not are giving the seed anyone words. some, some big so, no. <laughs> um, I mean, no. You hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um you can try. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can get anything, uh, hackers. <laughs> um so you would install a software wallet mm. and then you import those seed words and then you have your money. Okay. So, so it, it, you have your yeah. address on your on your, in your software wallet. Then you have uh the money and the address in your software wallet, exactly. Great. Perfect. All right. Yeah, so that was that. Yeah, that was a lot with, with the, the exchanges in the wallets. Good. Um, I have the next question here is from Do or Do. Um, when I want to sell Bitcoins uh, that I have in my wallet, uh, do I have to find a buyer or uh, can I exchange them anytime without any issue? Uh there are two possibilities. You can find a buyer. Uh, I mean, like peer to peer. It's Bitcoin is a peer to peer money. Uh, right. That's the the point. Right. Um, so you can go, for instance, to local Bitcoins and find someone in the world who wants to buy your Bitcoin, or you can ask your Bitcoin friend right. <laughs> if he or she wants your Bitcoin. Right. 
Um, and the other option, if you don't find someone like that, is you can go to an exchange the same way as you bought your coins. Uh, you can sell it there. So local so, Bitcoin is not an exchange. It's just a, a, a platform mm, for exchanging. Uh, exactly. Peer -peer. Local Bitcoins is a marketplace, basically, a peer-to-peer -peer marketplace. Right. So you you connect directly with other people. It's a decentralized platform. It's it's, it's a decentralized platform, exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, if you're interested in a decentralized platforms without KYC, yeah, without uh, yeah. know your customer yeah. identification, then I I recommend hodlhodl.com. Hodl.com. No, hodl. Hodl, hodl, really. Two, it's two really hodls. Hodl, hodl, hodl. Two hodls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They really want to push it <laughs> with the hodling, okay? Uh, which means holding for the for the noobs out there like myself. Um, <laughs> great. Okay. So then, yeah, I mean, Bitcoin always um, has to be exchanged with another person. You can't just. Um, you know, it's not a question of finding a buyer. I mean, that's the only way to 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 um, change exchanges. It has to be with another person. It's not like uh, a stock where you can just. Well, I guess stocks you also need to sell it to, but and somebody buys it. Yeah, you know, maybe that's what this this was a something that wasn't really clear for this person. Mm, mm. That uh, that it's it's really an asset, right? And and you always yeah. I mean. Trading it, buying and selling it. Yeah, you can trade it, but um, if you want to hold it, I mean, there are many people who think about that, like, okay, now I understand how I can get Bitcoin, but what do I do then? Yeah. I mean, will will somebody take it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I think that was the, the basic question. So yes, you there, you will find someone and uh, because there are holders of last resort, <laughs> well, which I would also say I am too, um, who will always buy your Bitcoin. Yeah? Right, right. Or, or new people coming into the space who want to have Bitcoin. I think there's just a concern with once you buy it um, and, and, and maybe an emergency comes up or, or you, you just get nervous or something like that, that you're going to be able to offload it at any moment. Yeah, that's sure a great thing. Yeah, that's exactly. That You're right. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's good that you say that because, of course, that can happen. So if people, if there would be like a sudden price fall, yeah. All the people want to sell their Bitcoin immediately mm. because they don't trust in it anymore or they need money. Uh, then you could have a problem, yes. They've got weak knees. They're, they they can't handle the pressure yeah. and they want to sell it. Yeah, exactly. So so then you <laughs> could be come into the situation that you can't immediately exchange it. Yeah. So that's why I always say um, if you need, if it's, if you, you should, have so much cash in, in euros or something that you don't need to sell your Bitcoin. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the, when, when the philosophical every, when every, question. When right? everybody else is selling. Right. I mean, ideally, in an ideal world with, with uh, no one being having any fear, then, yeah, you just buy and buy and buy and you never want to sell it, right? And so you just keep putting into your, your own wallet. I think you have to balance it. I mean, yeah. uh, you can't, you can't spend your euros if you don't have, uh, the money to like, um, um, be able to pay with euros in a critical situation. Yeah. Right. So you shouldn't, uh, put your rent into Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. It shouldn't be, uh, um, a, a, an emergency account for, for anything exactly. that um, exactly. might uh, come up unexpectedly. Although it can be, um, if, if all of a sudden you have, uh, an unexpected, uh, expense and you have, you don't have enough in your savings because you just didn't want to keep it in cash, then why not be able to, um, just sell? And that's why I think that a lot of people would say then it's just much faster if you're, if they're, if you, if you're, um, worried about a sudden price drop that you can offload it straight away uh, on the exchange if you have it in a custodial wallet. But yes, that's, you can, but yeah. Again, <laughs> but there a are difference also risks of philosophy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, good, there's another question here from, unless you have something else to say to that? Mm -mm. No, from no. Marcus. Um, he's got a few questions here, mo mostly about the... Um, 
the price um if if you what do you think i mean i don't know do you make uh, price predictions or um analyze uh, price uh, discovery or anything like that no i mean just uh what 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 are these questions well about? the the first one is more specifically what what sort of behavior are you expecting in the bull run you know again asking how high it's going to go which you're not uh, psychic so i don't know Uh, if you're going to be able to answer that, so or or will will it fall? Uh, given that there are new players entering in the market, that that's an interesting aspect because okay. one of the things that is pushing the price uh, or has been is is the the big players, institutional investors, right, getting into yeah. the business, yeah, right, into yeah. the so, space. So in general, I mean, um, <clears throat> we just have to watch the, the history of Bitcoin. And mm. if you look at this on a logarithmic scale, mm. you will see that it basically always, uh, went up and never really down. Um, After so that's the one thing. Uh, yeah, we also saw those halving cycles. Um, and we are in the middle of one of these halving cycles. So we had, had the last halving last year. And basically, um, it's, it's, it's moving up like it's, uh, many people said it would. So yeah, it's, it's following follow the price it's to following, flow. It's following the pattern. Yeah. Yeah. The so plan B. I guess, I guess seeing all those people's, people and companies for, uh, coming in, as you said, hmm. um, that for 2021, I guess it will go up. Again, or, or it will go, go up in 2021. Yeah. Of course, you, we will have dips. Um, it might, of course, also in 2021 fall down again, but, um, I don't do price predictions, but my feeling, uh, <laughs> says, um, I don't think that we will see it under 10,000 again, for instance. Yeah. I'd be surprised if we see it under, t uh, 30,000 again. I, I hope it does. Then we get it on on sale. <laughs> we can yeah, buy but it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last year, last year, nobody expected that one day it will be down to three thousand euros again, and it happened. So, yeah. Yeah, but we don't have um, a, a pandemic uh, every year either. I'm sure that's the only reason why it went down to yeah, three thousand again. Yeah, but on the other hand, but on the other hand, if people don't have money because of the pandemic, they also can't buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Mad. That's why a lot of people are f afraid of it becoming a billionaire uh, hedge fund again, because yeah, the normal people can't buy it. Then all the and, institutional buyers will just. And give that's it why, that, that's why I always say, uh, please to to regular people, please if you interest, if you are interested in in it, hmm. then start start only with a small amount, maybe yeah. try it, and if you like it, you can buy more or work for it or whatever. But don't wait. The the big guys are coming, hmm. and it will get more expensive. That's that's. I'm very very sure that this is the case. So, and for me, that's the people's money and not the company's money. So please, maybe if you want, educate yourself about it, invest in it, and hold your own keys because that's the next danger. When all those big players come in, they might have other interests than we do because they maybe want to please regulators or whatever. And um, if they hold a lot of keys and also, yeah, keys and coins, mm. uh, then they could like be influential opinion makers. And do we want that? Mm, I'm not, sure, not so, so sure. Well, I think it's uh, inevitable. The, the whales are always going to try and uh, um, influence things or manipulate things in their own way. I mean, yes, but, but that's even more important than we people hold our own coins and your own keys. Definitely. Especially when you've got the, the big guys coming in, like, uh, uh Grayscale hasn't uh, started a, a new buying session last week. Uh, and, and GBTC is, I think, even outperforming Bitcoin recently. So yeah. you're, you're, they're just trying to keep up with the demand. Exactly. BlackRock yeah. also said they are thinking about investing. Yeah. You imagine 1.5 trillion in asset management. <laughs> If they even just put 1% in. Yep. That, that would just, the price, well, or, or Elon Musk, if he ever bought any, <laughs> imagine what the price would do there. I think he has, he has some. I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, as a private person, 
But anyhow, yeah. uh, let's go. Keep <laughs> let's on go. going with the questions. Well, Marcus <laughs> was just talking more about uh, the price level. At what price level uh, in the bull run would you start to reduce your Bitcoin exposure? Um, and and um, what percentage of uh, your investment portfolio would you keep um, Bitcoin? Like, I mean, if if you have this really extensive, or let's say, if I have variety. Bitcoin. I mean, I lost my keys in the last boating accident, you know? Yeah. Okay, you you, you don't know the joke yet, huh? Ah, the boating, yes. boating accident yes, stuff? I, I have heard it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember. I was somewhere on Twitter, no? Some guy yeah, lost Yeah, it's his... always, always. Who was it? Yeah. No, no, that's, I don't know who started it. No, it was that. real. Somebody started, lost their, <laughs> their keys. In the I boating. don't know who started it, but yeah, uh, I mean, um, look, I, I work for Bitcoin in a way, not only as an educator and a podcaster, I also earn in Bitcoin sometimes. So yeah. I try to, to manage like my income, um, in euros and in Bitcoin because I'm, I, I actually want to, to use Bitcoin like, uh, in a circular economy, you know? Yeah. So I pay, I pay people in Bitcoin. I tip them in Bitcoin. Um, and on the other hand, I earn Bitcoin and yeah. also Euro. Yeah. Because right. I need that, uh, to pay my rent because I don't, yeah, I, I think it's easier just to pay my rent in Euro and not in Bitcoin. Yeah. So, I mean, he's talking about, um, really like what sort of allocation and that sort of thing. And I think it really just depends on what sort of risk you're able to, you know, to take your, your, exactly. your threshold, risk threshold and that sort of thing. I mean, there's people who just want to keep a small portion of it, one to maybe 5%. Uh, but those people don't really like volatility and, um, if you're looking at it more as a, an asset, an investment, than a, let's say, like you, a, a, a um, lifestyle and, and a um, philosophy, the way it, it can change the world, right? Depends on what you. I mean, this guy looks like he's um, directing his questions more at a, a, an um, uh, investment broker, <laughs> someone mm, yeah. rather than an I mean, educator or advocate. I mean, I. I would say that it's, as you say, a personal risk profile you need to have. Yeah, and, yeah. um, if you trust in the technology, yeah. then you might, um, have a higher allocation in Bitcoin than in Euro. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I can't really, I only can say everybody has to die, decide that for him or herself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I, I, this, uh, I think market, one of the, it's hard to, to in this market, it's, you, I mean, you definitely can't uh, give financial advice, but, um, the way it's going these days, um, <laughs> anything can happen. The stocks could crash and Bitcoin could soar or vice versa, you know, anything. I, exactly. Happen. And I think one of the question, a part of the question was also at which price level would I sell? Well, just reduce exposure. Reduce exposure, yeah. yeah, but that's also like selling, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. In other words, Nev never. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, I I I went through the last bear market. Yeah. So basically, I started my career as a Bitcoin educator at at the beginning of the bull market, and then I lived through all those years um, in the bear market, and I never sold. So and, I managed my you bought at the, portfolio at the, at the highest point. No. <laughs> yes, I won. I, I was one of the fools who bought at the highest point in 2017. Yeah, but how and many people I, would love that I, price today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just never sold because I I trusted in the technology, and that's the point. I mean, you can only hold a high uh, uh, percentage of your let's say assets in in a technology that's new when you trust it and if you don't really then please don't don't yeah. just then just uh, use like one percent or maybe five percent yeah? yeah yeah your whole yeah. your whole confidence level needs to be there uh, in order to do more than five percent that sort of thing and and mm -hmm. i guess it's based on your own personality uh, how, how thick your skin is and how convinced you are of it how much research you've done obviously the more you research the more convinced you get because i just yeah. i mean i learned about bitcoin also at the same time that you did but uh, i didn't get pulled into the ecosystem the way you did until uh at the beginning of this year 
and and my um, exposure to it has got. I, I prefer the the dollar cost averaging thing uh, than mm-hmm. than doing the the um, asset allocation. Is it's okay? You you know what you can afford every month. Put it in there and, and forget about mm-hmm. it. Just don't look yeah. at it, <laughs> right? I'm sure that's what you've been doing too. No. Mm, yeah, but on a manual basis. I mean, there are services that do it for you like every month or something. Yeah. I think that's a good idea because then you can, uh, you have one level of, of price in a way. Yeah, yeah. You, you take away the, the variability of it. I mean, there are people who just buy the dips. Uh, there are people who do it on a weekly basis in order to average it out better or, um, or both a combination of the two uh, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. I've talked to anyway. And then he had just one other question about, uh, if you, um, own or trade, uh, other cryptocurrencies outside of the Bitcoin, uh, what, and what projects, um, do you believe in if, if you do own some other currencies? I, when I, when I started my journey in this space in 2017, I did what everybody does. I think, I bought a little amount of uh, Ethereum, Litecoin, and I think even Ripple because oh. back in that day, time I didn't know. I didn't know anything, you know. I just wanted to try it. And <laughs> but I have to say, I yeah, no, not FOMO. No. More like um, I didn't know the big differences between those mm. cryptocurrencies. I mean, they are the sold. Bandwagon. Yeah, exactly. They are sold to you like everything is the same. So uh, only when I, I, I learned more about it, I it became more clear and clear to me um, that Bitcoin is the one I, I trust the most and I want to follow. And also in my work, one decision was to focus on Bitcoin only because... I'm a single person. I cannot follow everything in the depth I, depth I would need to, to have a educated opinion on it, you know? Mm. So I don't in, don't have any other cryptocurrencies than Bitcoin. So you've gotten rid of all those other ones? Yeah. I think I have like 20 euros in Ethereum on a wallet that I just recently I donated it to the uh, electron, uh, electronic Frontier, how are they called? Yeah. Don't know. Anyhow, it. so so I try to get rid of them. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, just uh, a, a Bitcoin maximalist. <laughs> mm, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm not a. I'm also not trading, so um, I just believe in the long term perspective of Bitcoin. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of uh, interesting projects there. Thank, thanks to the um, Ethereum uh, network, and and I'm sure there's uh, a lot of promising uh, projects out there, um, and even on other chains as well, like Cardano or or Theta or something like that. They they have their own projects that are interesting if you if you're willing to do the research. Yeah, you need to do the research, and um, <clears throat> I mean, I. I mean, I know that on Bitcoin, we will have those technologies too. I mean, they are starting right now with liquid and you also can do smart contracts and tokens on Bitcoin. So I'm I'm sure that also in this space, um, in the next years, we will see a lot of innovations. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting to to keep up with it all. Almost too Mm -hmm. too much to keep up with all of it, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Well, there's been a couple of actually interesting... um, yeah, bad news uh, in the headlines recently. Uh, one being this uh, ledger breach. <clears throat> what do you have? Uh, what, what do you know about that? Um, do you know if you can set up a, a burner phone? Or this person is. A, do you recommend set, setting up a burner phone and uh, uh, or an email that um, uh, a email address that would protect you from that or something? Yes. So, um, that was what was happened was that already this summer, the marketing database or from, from their e-commerce software, um, which is, um, Shopify, they had a leak. So somebody was able to, uh, Ledger. Yeah. The mm-hmm. company, yeah. uh, that does the hardware wallets, one right. of the biggest ones in the space. So basically if you bought a ledger uh, hardware wallet on their website in spring or may or something like that your data has been leaked mm. so that means that thousands of um 
addresses, really your postal address, mm. your email address, your uh, phone number are now free in the online space. And now you can also connect people to Ledger hardware devices. And you can guess that if a person buys a hardware device, he or she will own some crypto. Yeah. And Good so chance. that makes you actually makes you makes you that makes you a target for attacks of course yeah. and um so i recommend everybody who's new or who wants to buy another hardware wallet or any product that is connected to a cryptocurrency mm. if you buy those online uh, or you register yourself somewhere use not your real name if it's possible Use um, a address, a postal address, a po uh, a box. Um, PO box. How are they called? Post office. A PO box. box. Or there are with Amazon. I know it in Germany and in Austria. There are so-called Abholstationen from yeah, Amazon. I think they're called um, pickup centers yeah. or, or, or retrieval centers or something. Like that. Yeah, where you can something like that. So, so, so look for options like that. Hmm. And regarding the burner phone and burner email, yes, I would recommend that actually for all services. Um, I I have. I mean, there are in different countries, you have different possibilities to do that. I can tell it, I can say it about in how, how it's in Austria. Yeah. Um, I have an old phone. Yeah. So really a phone that I don't use anymore. Yeah. I bought a, a SIM card and I bought a prepaid. very cheap, a prepaid card. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I bought a very cheap contract for 10 euros. Mm. And that's for a year because I, I don't make calls. I don't use that phone for anything. No. I just use the number for online, um, shopping like that. Right. So, so if I would be on the ledger hack database, which I am, mm. um, I got calls yeah. and I don't pick them up. So I definitely got some of these phishing calls. Mm, I can imagine. Um, And the same with the email address. Hmm. So you can, uh, there are services online um, where you can get a account with, I don't know, an, a, a, a made up name yeah. at, um, at Gmail or at uh, GMX yeah, or GMX. Yahoo or anywhere. And you can also buy a cheap domain name for yourself. Then you have your own mail your own mail name, your own mail server. Yes. So that's also a possibility. Yeah. So I recommend to do that actually everywhere on the web. And um, don't so you recommend use the having a, a an email address only for your crypto um, for instance, transactions? Like for instance, separate from you, the rest of all your other. Yeah. Then email. you always know that it's just <laughs> an a burner email address that you used for buying uh, a ledger. Right. For instance, if you're a Gmail user, what you can do, and that's, I think, a great way to use it, um, you can use, I, it's just as an example, um, the name Tom Miller, mm. yeah, mm. Tom Miller at gmail.com. Yeah. If you do Tom Miller and then a plus sign, yeah. and then you can write ledger, at gmail.com. Yeah. Then you, and you use this email just to buy a ledger. Yeah. Then whenever you receive an email at that address, yeah. Tim Miller plus ledger, ledger yeah. then you know that's a scam mail or maybe a real mail from ledger. So what I do, I, I never open ledger emails anymore now. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. You are not planning on buying another one, I guess. <laughs> not really. <clears throat> I mean, I need to say the, the devices are safe. Yeah. Yes. It's not, the devices are not corrupted in any way and they don't know how much you have on it. Um, they can't know it. And, um, so the devices are safe, but the danger is those phishing emails or phishing calls even so that people think because there are mails coming like, Oh, your somebody sent a transaction from your ledger wallet. Nice. Um, if you don't want to lose your money act now and enter your 24 words on this website. Yeah. Oh, sure. And then, you and then your money is gone. So yeah. it's always a kind of a pressure and an urgency. Yeah. So that you really feel you need to do that now. Right. And then you, you, you are acting like in panic and not 
checking the website and why you do that even. Yeah. yeah. Stay cool. And <laughs> exactly. And that's how it happens. Are they know? still selling on um, a Shopify site? Ledger? I, I don't know. I mean, I know that they, of course, um, fixed that, <clears throat> but, and I'm sure that they have now much better security measures than before. Yeah. After but, it's I always... mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the trust has been lost. Yeah. And, um, I hope that other uh, hardware wallet manufacturers, um, deal better with their data. Yeah. Let's hope so. <laughs> because yeah. we don't need any more of that. That doesn't help the, uh, the whole space, does it? No, <clears throat> the more problems like this that happen. Yeah. Good. Um, this was actually one of my questions because uh, I wasn't sure, uh, but we already uh, talked about this um, with mm -hmm. leaving the Bitcoin on the phone uh, instead mm -hmm. of a hard wallet, <clears throat> whether or not that's um, a, a good way to start. But we already talked about that anyway. Um, and then there's another one from another anonymous person. Um, well, they wanted to know which um, crypto broker is, is reliable, if you can ex um, uh, recommend one specific. But we talked about Bitpanda. I bet they also asked about uh, eToro. Do, mm -hmm. do you have and any I, experience? And I think uh, when I, I, I saw the questions, <laughs> I think it's also... I think they also ask for Swiss quote, which I don't know. Um, so oh, yeah, I don't. I haven't heard of that one. Is that what that is? I I'm I'm not sure. I think I heard of them, but I can't say anything about them. Mm. Uh, yeah, as I said before, Bitpanda is a reliable and viable uh, exchange. Mm. They um, the only thing is it's a custodial exchange. Yeah. Yeah. And Etoro, Etoro, I never used it, but um, I, I know have. it for many years. You have. Yeah. It's so not good for say? buying uh, Bitcoin because the spreads are way too much. You don't pay the okay. real price. Okay, so you pay more than you would need to. Yeah, you mm -hmm. would pay more than what the mar actual market price is and you sell at the lower price. So. Oh, okay. If And again, you don't own your keys. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. that's that to those exchanges. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I don't even know if, Bit, uh, if if eToro or PayPal or any of these pay, payment services are going to be able to get their hands much more on on, on the Bitcoin because um, it, it's all getting bought up by Grayscale or or um, other institutional investors because they buy the the Bitcoin themselves and then you get it uh, and then you buy it from um, from their their account. From Grayscale, you mean? Not B GBTC. Um, I, I think it's not an ETF, but somehow you're you're not buying the underlying asset. You're just you're buying it from their pool. Where? <clears throat> On eToro. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, okay, you, I didn't know that. Um, I never dealt with eToro, so yeah. I thought you you just buy Bitcoin and then you can uh, send it to your own wallet. Well, I mean, you have, you have your custodial wallet on, on um, eToro as well. But um, I'm not sure if you can send it from there to your hardware wallet. That, that I'm, oh, I'm not sure. Oh, I know, I know that this is not possible with PayPal. So don't buy your Bitcoin on PayPal. Exactly. And I don't think yeah. on eToro either. Don't quote okay. me, but I don't think so. I had some. Uh, on Ito for one uh, short period of time, but then I found out that uh, uh, that you can't mm -hmm. exchange it to your, or download it or move it to your hardware wallet. So I just sold it. It doesn't. It makes doesn't make any sense then. No. So yeah. So I would recommend, as I said before, Coinfinity <clears throat> for people in the German speaking place when they want to. Uh, immediately receive the coins in their wallet. They sell Bitcoin and Ethereum. And, uh, or you can use Bitpanda or Kraken. Um, what else would you say? Binance, maybe. I never used it. You used it. Well, that's the other disadvantage of eToro. You only have like 15 or 16 cryptocurrencies you can buy, but uh, Binance has the most. <clears throat> so if okay, you're a real yeah. trader, yeah, Binance is the biggest one for traders. Mm -hmm. Okay, your next question is, uh, can I buy Ethereum with the green wallet too? I guess that's your preferred wallet, right? Uh, if not, uh, what can I use? 
Okay, yeah, I think that's um, a question because I did this video tutorial on how to set up a green wallet ah, okay. on your phone. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And no, you can't use it for Ethereum. I know. The green, the green wallet is a Bitcoin-only wallet. Um, it's for Bitcoin and the Liquid network. So okay. Liquid is a sidechain of Bitcoin. Ah. Um, so if you would like to use Ethereum, then uh, you would need to set up another wallet I always say I, I use the Edge wallet, mm. uh, E-D-G-E, mm -hmm. um, and that's a wallet that you can use for more than Bitcoin, also for other coins. Mm. And I have a video in German um, mm. where you can see how to install that um, we'll wallet. We'll get that into English uh, soon enough. <laughs> what about Samurai? Is that uh, for only Bitcoin as well or… Can you put multiple? Uh, I think, no, I think it's a <laughs> Bitcoin only wallet. Also, the Samurai okay. wallet is um, a great wallet um, that I want to set up now also <laughs> because it's a wallet that's um, securing your privacy more than other wallets because they do so called coin joins. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, if you are privacy um, concerned, then I recommend the Samurai wallet. Excellent. Okay. But they're both just for, for Bitcoin. Um, and for the Ethereum, your recommendation you need is the edge wallet. The edge. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Uh, and the next question is, what if the wallet software, um, closes down or just goes, goes out of business? Um, will your 24 words be enough to, to save your money to, to recover your funds? Yes. So <clears throat> I always say you need the 24 words. And the best is to also write down which wallet you were using with these 24 words. Ah, okay. To be, to be able connected. to, <clears throat> because, because if this company goes down mm. and you can't update the wallet anymore and you need to move, mm. then, uh, when you move, you need to know from which wallet you came. Uh, because that can be sometimes a little tricky to import the keys. Ah, okay. But so, so that's basically, but with those 24 words and take a note, the, the wallet software, you should and will be able to restore your wallet on another phone or another kind of wallet from another company mm. uh, or another developer. So yeah. Another software, another, yeah. another app. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Um, so, um, well, if you wanted to, um, finish up with a little, the latest news, uh, there's, <laughs> there was some interesting, um, uh, tweets on uh, Twitter this week about the Bitcoin double spend. What, what can you say mm -hmm. about that? Yeah. Um, that was a classical attack on Bitcoin, I would say. Uh, mm. a social attack mm. because um, it's everything started with the BitMEX research team. They mm. posted last week that there has been a double spend on the Bitcoin blockchain, mm -hmm. um, but they didn't say that there really has been one. They said it looked like a double spend. Okay. And uh, to explain what is a double spend, um, the so-called – a double spend is basically – if you spend a certain amount of Bitcoin mm. and you spend this amount a second time, right. you can spend it a second time. Yeah. I mean, it's not possible to spend the same amount a second time because yeah. that would be fraud and it's not possible on the Bitcoin blockchain. So, and, and the problem um, was before Satoshi Nakamoto invented uh, Bitcoin, that you could not prevent these double spends. Because in the digital world, if you think about uh, a digital file, for instance, a PDF. So let's say you have a PDF, you can copy it at no cost at a hundred times, a thousand times, whatever. Yeah. So it's not unique. <clears throat> right. And... The, that's the so-called double spend problem that Satoshi solved because each Bitcoin or part of Bitcoin is unique. So it cannot be double spent. Okay. And that what, ha what, what happened in this case is a, a regular reorganization of the Bitcoin blockchain. This is part of how Bitcoin works. And 
some guy from the Bitcoin SV uh, fraction, I would say, that were the guys who in 2017 incited this hard fork stuff. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so we had Bitcoin Cash then and Bitcoin SV. They um, said it was a double spend and they wanted to discredit Bitcoin with that. Because oh. if it really would be possible to do a double spend, mm. then of course that would be a critical situation for Bitcoin because uh, that's the core of, of, of the technology that it's yeah. not able to double spend. Yeah. Everybody wouldn't, nobody would trust Bitcoin anymore if this really would happen. And it hasn't happened. It's, it's just a way that the blockchain, uh, mining and, and verification of transactions and blocks is working. Yeah. So, you have reorgs all the time on the blockchain. So this situation is just a regular situation. And these people just exploited that. And then the Cointelegraph, which is actually one of those uh, mediums, uh, online media in the space, they are, yeah, almost um, known for their um, bad articles and not, spreading not really spreading fat. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. 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 That's what I heard. But uh, as far as uh, the reorganizing of a, of a ledger, that's something that's even been written in the white paper, no? Uh, it, it, exactly. It's, it's even a described. It's even a part of the white paper. And another fu funny thing is uh, it can happen on the Bitcoin SV blockchain too because it's a part of proof of how proof of work works. Exactly. So that can happen everywhere. And um, yeah. Well, it, it seems like they're just trying to discredit it to their own benefit somehow, right? Yes, I think they, I think the BSV people, uh, are driving another campaign at the moment because yesterday also, uh, Greg Wright, who claims to be Satoshi, which he could never prove. Um, yes, I've heard of he, 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 he threatened, uh, the Bitcoin.org team mm. that they shall take down the Bitcoin white paper, which actually Satoshi Nakamoto, um, put on there in 2009. Yeah. And because Greg Wright claims he's Satoshi and that he has the copyright on the white paper. With what proof? Which is hilarious because he has, <laughs> he has never shown any proof. I mean, if he has the proof, then he should sign a message with the keys from Satoshi Nakamoto. Those are known. Exactly. Um, then he could prove it, but he can't. And, um, it's just another attack. And the funny, uh, thing then was that everyone, like Bitcoiners like me, we started to, um, Sent the links that, so in 2018, I put the Bitcoin white paper on my own website. Right. So since then, I have it on my server. And so I just posted, uh, come and get it, fake Toshi. Yeah, and fake Toshi. I posted <laughs> it on Twitter, like many other Bitcoiners also did. Yeah. So now this white paper is widespread, uh, on all internet servers. Mm -hmm. And if Greg Satoshi, uh, Greg Satoshi, Greg, Greg Sa not, <laughs> Greg not Satoshi, Greg you know, that's the Toshi. trick. <laughs> Greg fake Toshi now wants to, uh, sue us all, sue us all because of a copyright infringement. <laughs> then he can come. I mean, it's a joke. Uh, Satoshi Nakamoto put the MIT license on it. And the MIT license is basically a very open, uh, license that allows you to copy the work, you know, and work on it. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a joke. This guy is in my point of view. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on a video, but I think this guy really has mental issues. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and he thinks he's like, um, uh, I mean, he's like Donald Trump in a way. Well, if he really were Satoshi Nakamoto, I think he wouldn't really care about that because he'd have access to the one million Bitcoin, one million plus Bitcoin in, in the original address, right? I don't and think he would he, care. Yeah, and I, 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 if he really would be Satoshi, then he wouldn't act like that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I think Satoshi's... Yeah. Uh, um, uh, the intentions were a little bit more, uh, well, on a higher level, a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they were a little more, um, yeah, something. I, yeah, I think altruistic. so. Altruistic. So, 
So these were the fear, uncertainty, and denial or doubt, doubt. Uh, fear, stories of the week, yeah. adding to the Tether story. I mean, Tether ah, is yeah. also also fat. <laughs> I've seen it in 2017. The, these are the same uh, stories, the same fat stories that want to discredit Bitcoin. And yeah. They guess, aren't going to work. So don't worry. <laughs> I don't worry. Yeah. It's just, it's just annoying and distracting because it's much work than for people like Andreas or me to, uh, and many others to, to like put that in the right context again, because so many new people are in the space who don't know about the history, you know, and they maybe feel, Oh my God, what is happening? There has been a double spend. Yeah. yeah. So is this secure? Yeah. Well, I think um, um, Anthony Pompliano put it really well when when you read uh, articles like that and, and there are reactions to sudden price drops like that. It, it just basically moves Bitcoin from weak hands to strong hands. You know, you need to yeah. learn how to to deal with this sort of FUD and, and common dis miscrediting and that sort of thing and volatility. So it's... They're going to try all they, they can, but it won't work. <laughs> yeah, I guess so too. Excellent. Okay. So Did we... th that was all the, the AMA questions that uh, we had for this week. Unless you wanted to finish up on something else. Another note? No, 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 no. No note anymore. No more today. notes? It's enough. it's enough for today. Um, <laughs> we will do that again, I guess. For sure. I would love to. Yeah, we will. And, uh, yeah, be sure to subscribe to my channel, please, people. Um, so that you get a notification for the next time. You can also subscribe uh, to my newsletter. You will see the message afterwards. And yeah, have a good day. Yeah. And thanks for watching. <laughs> exactly. And thanks see for having time. me. <laughs> yes. Chris, great premiere. Thank you for doing that with me. You're very welcome. Looking forward to the next one. Yeah, okay, great. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining the Anita Posh Show today to learn more about Bitcoin. You can find the show notes for this conversation on anita.link slash show. If you want to get the best stories in Bitcoin from my point of view in your mailbox, go to anita.link slash weekly and subscribe. And if you have a question or just want to send me some feedback, drop me a line at hello at anitaposch.com. See you next week when it's time for the Anita Posh Show. Music, start with yes, delicate beats. Content, idea and production, Anita Posch. <laughs>